Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and today I am so honored to share a recent Firebird Book Award-winning author with you. He is Steve Zimkowski, and his award-winning book is titled Hanging Cloud Polish Dragon P.I. Steve is a multi-award-winning and international-selling author. He is the creator of the Polish Dragon P.I. series and was born in the Slavic village area of Cleveland, Ohio, where many of his stories take place. He is a member of the Private Eye Writers of America. He spends his retirement time writing short stories on a variety of subjects he hopes his readers will enjoy. And I am so looking forward to our time together. So welcome to the network, Steve. Thank you, Pat. Um, first, let me wish you a happy new year since today is the Chinese New Year and wishing you lots of luck and good good fortune in the new year. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And to you as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So we're both in the Northeast Ohio area, and it happens to be a beautiful sunny day, too, for a change. So uh, maybe that's a good sign. Yes. It's a good way to start the new year. <laughs> it is. It is. All righty. Well, listen, congratulations on the book win. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for what you do with the women's shelters and the children's shelters. It, it's very impressive that you do that. Oh, help them out. Thank you. Thank you. We've been doing that for about 10 years now. And so when we put together the book awards, I had been donating all of my speaking events proceeds toward that cause, but then that all kind of got shut down and everything. So I thought, let's add that to the Firebird Book Awards so we could at least keep that going. It's just been a beautiful thing all the way around. So thank you for um, submitting your books. And actually, you're a two-time winner with us. Yes. Yes, I am. And it's it's very wonderful. I enjoy doing it. <laughs> Me too. How many books do you have in your series? Um, in the series, I have six. Six. Okay. I was interested in the one, I don't remember the name of it, where women in Northeast Ohio are disappearing as they're members of the holistic health field. I thought, oh my, that's a yes, quite an yes. idea. Where do you come up with your ideas? Um, they just seem to pop into the top of my head. Um, and usually a lot of the ideas come from my experiences. Um, I, I had my cousin who, who does a beta reading for me a lot, and she says it's always nice to see parts of you within the story. So she, she knows me, and she knows that a lot of the parts of the stories are from my past experiences. Because I'm a massage therapist myself and a hypnotist, so that puts me in the holistic health field as well. And I just thought it would be quite interesting to see how if women are disappearing from this field and creating a storyline from that. Well, in, in reality, I think that has happened, especially I think in Florida in the last few years, there was a string of holistic health practitioners that magically disappeared. So I don't think it's a far-fetched idea. Yes, yes, I remember that. And yeah, it's not a far-fetched idea at all. But nope. um, the storyline behind it is a little bit different than... I, I'm thinking why those people disappeared in uh -huh. Florida, but so. We won't go there. Okay. <laughs> I will let people f read the book and find out. Exactly. Exactly. We don't want to be disappeared, so we'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Polish dragon. Who is the Polish dragon? Where did that character come from? Well, the character came from um, a little bit about my background since yes. I'm a martial artist, mm -hmm. but the Polish dragon is a retired police officer who spent some time in the military, has a martial arts background, and he decided to retire to open a private investigative office. And um, he just takes on cases that seem to be a little bit out of the ordinary. 
And he, he got the nickname Polish Dragon because as in myself, when I was competing in the martial arts back in the 70s, so I'll date myself, um, you know, a lot of people that was around the time of the Bruce Lee craze, mm-hmm. and he was known as a little dragon, and, and some of the com- competitors would have nicknames for themselves. And I had thought about, oh, wouldn't it be cool to be called the Polish Dragon since I'm Polish in martial arts? And it kind of it, it kind of stuck there for a little bit in my head, but I never decided to use it mm-hmm. until I started writing the private detective novels, and I thought I might as well give him uh, a nickname. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I came up with. I love that. I love that. Polish Dragon. Tell us yeah. a bit then about your book. Give us a give us a peek. The title is Hanging Cloud, Polish Dragon P.I. Uh, well, it's kind of um, a mystery of, of uh, I use a Browns football player, not not one of the real ones, but I use a Browns former retired player whose father disappears because he gets a phone call, which uncovers a lot of things about the past, things that have been going on in the 50s in Cleveland with the Native American community. Mm-hmm. So it kind of opens up a can of worms for like two different reasons. And he decides to search for the father. The father turns up, but then it opens up this other can of worms about things that were going on that were very detrimental to the Native American community. It, it touches on to the, the idea of Native American assimilation, where the U.S. government had tried to entice Native Americans off the reservations to come live in the big cities. But there was a sinister underhand reason for doing that because the government actually wanted to take over the reservations and sell the land. It was was a way of kind of eliminating Native American tribes and taking over the land. And what I found interesting in doing my research for this book, that the person who was in charge of doing this was also the same person who was in charge during World War II of putting the Japanese Americans in internment camps. Yes, so it was quite interesting, and I kind of worked that into the storyline, and um, it just kind of touches on a bit of history that a lot of people, I'm sure, are not aware of. So is there much research as you write your books? Um, I wouldn't say a lot. I do enough to kind of make the story interesting. Most of my books are novellas, so they're not really full-blown novels. Mm -hmm. So I do enough to make the story interesting, because a lot of people that I have talked to about my books, they, they like them short. They don't want a full-blown novel because they say there's just too much information. Mm-hmm. And from, from what I've been reading is novellas are kind of making a comeback. More and more people want those short reads because everybody is so busy nowadays doing so many things, they really don't have time to sit down and read a full-length novel. So like if you're riding the train from somewhere in New Jersey into New York City, you might want a quick book to read on the way there and on the way home. You might be able to finish it. So it's it's interesting for me, and I can get the story done where there's not a lot of extra details, and it kind of makes the story interesting just in that little bit of time. I like that idea, and it also helps then that you tie it to a series because once you start to build an audience and people are interested, as you say, they're happy to read a short read, but then they still want more, so that's why you can right. just keep continuing with this series. Yes, and I, I try to end one book, and when I start the next one, I'll use information from the ending of the other book to start that book. Mm-hmm. But they're also, they could be read standalone. You don't have to read them in a series, but it's kind of, I kind of fill in with a new book what kind of happened at the end of the last book. Right. 
So it's not necessarily that you need to read them in a series. You can pick each one individually and read it. So do you have a lot of future books in mind? I mean, as you're writing, I would even think as you're researching, you might hit something research-wise that would drag you in that direction and say, whoa, I need to explore that in another book. I would imagine you could have like a long list of potential potential stories. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm working on one now that deals with um, cults. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, it's a work in progress, uh, so I'm still kind of adjusting things, but it has to do with cults in Northeast Ohio and around the United States. One in particular, but it, it kind of it kind of brings in the Polish dragon and his his partner that he picks up in the third book, I believe, and they start looking around because her cousin disappeared in a cult and she was trying to find him as well. So interesting. And your cover art, I find your cover art is really cool, kind of, I don't even know how to explain it, but kind of shadowy figures, and that you would recognize one of your books by its cover. Yes, yes. I have a wonderful artist, and it, it, I just happened to meet her um, actually online through someone else, and she lives in Serbia. Okay. And it, it's just, she, she does really wonderful work. Her name is Andrea Ivetic Bikai. Mm-hmm. And she goes by the name Ergo Schwampy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she does really, I just kind of, I'll email her and say, this is the book. And I'll give her kind of a foundation of what the book is about and what I have in mind for the cover. And then within maybe a week or so, I'll get like three different variations. And she'll say, do you like these? If you don't like them, you know, I can work on something else. And I'll pick one and then she'll just run with it. And it's just like, she's wonderful. I am so glad I came across her. Because all the book covers look really great to me. They really do. Like I said, you could pick them out. You would know that that was a Steve Zimkowski book just by looking at the, yes. that, looking at the cover. Private Eye Writers of America. I've not heard of that. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, it's a group of private eye writers, and they, they kind of have a newsletter where you can share your work, what you have coming up, and things of that nature. And it's just... Um, it's it's a really wonderful group of people. I enjoy um, the newsletters that I get because there's always like people putting out new books that helps me to kind of read new books to help me write better. Um, right now, I'm working on a series by Ed McBain, who uh, was also his real name was Evan Hunter, and his pen name was Ed McBain, and he's got a series of books that he wrote like back in the storyline takes place back in the 50s, and it's called the 87th Precinct. And it's like a police drama type thing. And they're, you know, they're, they're nice reads. They're probably between 200 and 300 words, three, two and 300 pages. And so it helps me to become a better writer when I read those kinds of things. And with all these people in the private eye organization, it, it just helps. Mm-hmm. Sure. To immerse yourself in others kind of like-minded, there's, there's yes. definitely room to, to learn. If you were going to write in another genre, is there any other books in your brain that you think, oh, maybe someday I'll, I'll deviate from um, the Polish dragon and, and head off in a different direction? Um, I, I've written some that were like mysteries, uh, so science fiction. I've, I've got a science fiction one called The Venusians Among Us, where like aliens come from a different, different galaxy through some time warp and end up coming from around Venus and they live on planet earth and they're, they're living among us. And then I have another one called, um, the blood of the Nephilim, 
which was kind of interesting because I did some research about blood types. And since my blood type is AB negative, which is probably the rarest, rare, yeah. And I and I did some research, and I thought it would be interesting how you have one person that has this blood type where he never gets sick, he never gets, he he ages much slowly than others, and you know I created a story around it. And of course, it's like when you have somebody like that that never gets sick, there's always one people wanting to make money off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we can create this thing, we can sell it to people. And so I created a story around that. So I have done some science fiction and some mystery mm-hmm. beside, besides the Polish dragon. And again, they're all short novellas, short stories. I like that idea. I like a short read just for the reasons you said. Many people just don't have the time to do that. Not that they yeah. wouldn't want to or enjoy it. It's just somehow time becomes... Uh, <laughs> becomes a situation, yes. doesn't it? Yes, it does. And, and I, I always have the intent of writing a novel, but I get to a point where it's like, well, the story seems good to end right here. And it's, you know, usually it seems good enough. And, the, and I get no complaints from, well, I shouldn't say no complaints. There's a few people that don't like the short novels that, or the novellas. They think I should write a, a much longer one. But most of the people seem satisfied with what I write. For how long have you been writing? Um, I think my first book came out in 2013. Okay. So eight years, nine years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I bet you just feel like you're getting better and better at it as the years tick by. Yes, yes. And some of the some of the people that constantly read my books, they tell me that I see your stories are getting better. They're they're getting much better. They're getting more interesting. There's more detail. So it, it helps me to write. The more I write, the better I get, it yeah. seems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like anything else, practice makes perfect, yes. right? <laughs> yes, exactly. All righty. Well, as we begin to uh, wrap up, I want to make sure there's not anything we missed that you wanted to talk about. I enjoyed having this conversation. It's great. It's just like I enjoy writing. Um, the, the reason I got into writing, I, I wanted to, since I was in elementary school, I remember having these little booklets that would come out every now and then where you could order books at a really reasonable price. And I started off with like White Fang and Call of the Wild. And it's just like, I would read them and they were so interesting. And I always thought back then about writing a book. And I, my first book came out when I was teaching a Tai Chi Qigong class at Cuyahoga Community College. And one of the, one of the students who was a English professor says, you should write a book about Qigong and Tai Chi. And I said, well, I, I kind of pushed it off and didn't think much about it. She goes, no, really, you should really do that. And I started thinking, and it's like there's a lot of how-to books already out there on Tai Chi and Qigong. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I created a story about a sickly boy who goes to spend the summers with his grandparents and runs into an older Chinese gentleman who lives on the hill up above their house. And he ends up befriending the man, and he teaches him Tai Chi and Qigong and uh, again, there's like short stories, mm-hmm. but there's information about uh, traditional Chinese medicine, instructions on the exercises and the Tai Chi. So I kind of created a little story around it, and it's called The Old Man on the Hill. Oh. And and I got four small books out of that, and it's like each book deals with a different summer when he went back to spend with his oh. his grandparents. Uh, that's very yeah. wise of you to do that, and I love that you got four books out of that. Yes. Again, they're short. They're not very long, right. maybe 40, 50 pages. Yep. Um, then there's drawings and instructions how to do the exercises. And I, I enjoyed writing that one because a lot of people 
um, some of my students really enjoyed them too because it helps them when they want to practice. It's there written down and they can go ahead and do it. Oh, so smart of you. All righty. Well, why don't you then share, if you would, any contact information where folks can learn more about you, purchase your books, wherever you want us to go. Okay. Most of my books are on Amazon. Um, they can just go to Amazon Books and type in my name and they'll all come up. But I created a particular website for the Polish Dragon books, and it's www.polishdragon.com. And all the Polish Dragon books are there. You can, it, if you click it on, it'll take you to Amazon anyway. But uh, it's just one for the Polish Dragon in particular. And if anybody's looking for an artist, um, Andrea is available, and her Twitter account is at Ergo, E-R-G-O, Schwampy, S-H-W-A-M-P-Y. And she does fantastic artwork, and, and I would recommend her to anybody. Very kind of you to say that as well. So folks can head over to your website, polishdragon.com. We're talking with Steve Zimkowski, and the book that won the Firebird Book Award this quarter was Hanging Cloud Polish Dragon P.I. Steve, I've so enjoyed talking with you, and hopefully one day we'll get a chance to meet since we're so close by. But thank you for submitting yes. your book, and thank you for this conversation today. Thank you as well, Pat, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Enjoy the sunshine today.